Hello, and welcome back to Pause the Process, where two college friends take a pause, step back, and observe the process of life unfolding. It's been a while, we know. Most of our episodes disappeared from iTunes, and man, has it been a year for both of us. Uh, Just to get it out of the way, this is probably going to be just a one-off episode for us to give some life updates, announce that we're putting the rest of episodes back up on iTunes, and catch up a bit. Maybe we'll learn some things in the process, too. But enough of that. Let's get to my main man, the main man, Shivam. What's up, bud? Hey, Ryan. Hello, everybody. Uh, Yeah, it's been quite a while for sure. Uh, Basically, over the past year, we've been making big transitions in each of our lives. So we decided to put the show on a hiatus. Yeah. um, Unfortunately, it wasn't that realistic for us to continue doing the show on a regular basis. um, And we don't want to be doing this unless our hearts and our time are all the way in it. We still probably could have done a better job of explaining what was happening. Um, We were sort of realizing it as it happened. Um, But I guess that's kind of what we're trying to do with this. So we were planning on catching up a bit this weekend, and we thought it would be nice to just do a bit of reflection on the past year and record it in case our legions of fans wanted to hear about how we've been doing. Um, This will probably be pretty unstructured. We don't have a topic. It's just sort of another updates episode. but I came up with a few questions and prompts about our first year post-graduation in the real world. It's crazy that it's already been more than a year, honestly. It does not feel like that. So let's yeah. start with Shiv. What have you been up to? What's been happening? Yeah, so generally, basically, I started law school in Nashville this past year. I'm really happy to be where I am. And in a couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be heading back to start classes. Um, so I'm looking You didn't forward. get kicked out? Not yet. I, uh, not yet. Trust me. It's, uh, I've, it was definitely a challenge, um, this past year, but I thankfully didn't flunk out yet. Um, well, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So what have you been up to generally, Ryan? Yeah. So, um, just to give sort of the specifics and we'll get into the, like the emotions and the details later. Um, I've been working at Wayfair, uh, the furniture company, the like online furniture company, as a digital marketing analyst, um, and I've been living in Cambridge, so close to Boston. Wayfair's headquarters is in Boston, um, close to my family too. Basically, like five minutes away from the house I grew up in. Uh, my family is out in the suburbs now, um, but I'm like really close to the house I grew up in in Somerville, which you know was until I was ten. That was my house, so it's kind of been cool. Um, but yeah, I've been working full time at a really big company as an analyst. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've been in touch, so we knew that. But I just wanted to let the other people know who may not have uh, been in contact with you over the past year, let you know where where, and what you've been doing. So I guess the first question is, what has it been like? You know, what have the hard and easy parts been? Uh, personally, for me, it's it's been a challenge for sure. But as someone put it to me once, that's how you know you're in the right place because it is a challenge. That's where you know you're going to be able to grow and improve. So it honestly, the step up from undergrad to law school is a big step up. Uh, you know, in undergrad, you take classes for fun. Obviously, you do a major or minor and, and things like that. But there's some stuff you kind of do just because you're interested in it, but don't really have any prospects to do that as your career. But in law school, everything's 100% about your future profession. And this is huge, uh, a huge step up in terms of what it demands from you. I mean, this is true of med school, 
or any type of master's program or PhD program, any type of grad school, any big, big step up in education that you're doing to, you know, learn a trade or, or something like that. So, um, but, you know, even though it's been a challenge, what has made it great is that I'm at the school I really wanted to be. Honestly, sometimes I look around and it's kind of like a, a mental pinch yourself moment because I'm just really happy and lucky and grateful that everything worked out to get me where I wanted to to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense to be grateful. I think it also makes sense to, um, you know, not just look at it as chance or that everything worked out, but, you know, a payoff of your hard work. I think that's also really important. Um, I definitely get the whole, uh, like, oh, I don't, I feel like I don't deserve to be here. Not that you said that. Um, but I sometimes feel that, especially like at my job, um, you know, just being like the first job I've had out of college. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. And like, it is a really big step up in terms of the work. I think law school probably more so than like other types of grad school, which are, um, besides like med school, other types of sort of like academic grad school are a little bit more just a continuation of college. Obviously they're different, but they're sort of just the more school end of things, whereas stuff like law school and med school, it's very standardized, but it's very like difficult and adult and like pushing you towards a real career and a real profession. So it's really impressive. Yeah, there's definitely in law school, it's not just about the subject because you don't really learn the law. You learn how to think like a lawyer. Um, In addition to that, there's certain skills that you're trying to acquire during those three years, you know, oral advocacy, writing skills, things like that so a lot of your extracurricular um, activities or opportunities are centered around trying to learn those skills too so it's a lot of being surrounded by legal thinking and legal skill acquisition yeah all those like soft skills are i think where i really struggle and like the parts of law school that i wouldn't enjoy like nearly as much um there's just a lot of networking (laughs) and a lot of like figuring out kind of how to present yourself in the world as like a really polished person, um, which is something that is obviously hugely important. It's just not something I enjoy learning about. Um, that being said, there's been plenty of that for me, um, especially, you know, in my first job at like a really big company. Wayfair is actually very large. Like our main competitor is Amazon, um, you know, like the biggest company in the world. Uh there's 3,000 people working in the Boston office alone. I think around 10,000 for the entire company. Boston's the headquarters. Um, and yeah, my first full-time job has been very stressful, I would say. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and what I want in terms of my day-to-day life. Uh, the weirdest thing, I think, has been time. Time has both felt like it's been going really slowly and really quickly. I'm not in the type of position where I like how my days look, like I don't generally enjoy my weeks, which is, you know, not great, um, but also not that unusual for someone right out of college, I would say. Um, And yeah, I want to be in control of that, but I'm not right now. So it's felt like sort of a long haul trying to get through this period um, and sort of keeping my head down and just like grinding it out and working. But since I've also been busy and just sort of had down grinding it out, I'll sometimes look back and be like, oh, wow, it's already been a few months from like that time, whenever, you know, that time is when it feels like it's only been a few weeks. Um, Yeah, I don't love being in this mode. And I think if I enjoyed my job and like liked what I was doing and like cared about it a little bit more, it would feel different for sure. Um, 
but you know that's i think okay and like super expected some people really like their jobs out of college and really um find something they're super passionate about that's not the case for me um you know i got i wouldn't even say i got unlucky with this one i just i didn't get lucky with this one um but i've definitely learned a lot um and i think we can you know talk about that too today is like there's a ton of stuff that we've both been learning about the real world, even if it's only been a year. Um, and I'm sure there's lots more to come, but yeah, I'm really happy that you touched on liking your job, liking what you do for the work day. That's something I've learned in this past year. I'm more confident in what I want out of my career. I mean, you look around and any type of like professional person you admire from like a business person, a lawyer, a doctor, a blogger, an athlete, anything like the whole range of things. They put a lot of time into that job. And even if you're doing your passion, it's a lot of long hours. So if you kind of take that as a given, you might as well enjoy what you're doing for those hours. So that's something I've learned this past year is what I like and what I want out of my job yeah and i mean i think it's even stronger than you might as well enjoy it you have to enjoy it if you're not and i should say like i should clarify here that we're very we're both like pretty privileged i think me especially like um, we both are in the position where we're able to choose to a certain extent what we can do with our time um, and we don't need to just work whatever job that we can get just to survive and be able to eat um at least like in the immediate term. Um, so with that preface, I think it's so important when you're thinking about what you want to do long-term with your career, your job or whatever you do to earn a living or whatever you do to kind of make an impact in the world, it's so much of your time. Um, and your time is literally all you have on this earth. Like that's the whole thing. That's your life. Um, your life isn't coming up next especially like after you've graduated college, this is it. This is like your life. Um, and so I just think it's so important to try to find something that you like to do, um, that you enjoy doing at least somewhat, or at, at least that like makes you fulfilled and makes you feel like you are driving towards something good in the world or making something positive happen. Um, and with that being said, I don't know what that is yet for me. I really have no idea. I have like a few theories, a few hypotheses, but I really don't know what that is. And that can be scary, but I I definitely think it's the right approach to acknowledge when you're not sure and to take some risks and really like test a lot of things out. For sure. I I think it's finding what you like, that one thing you like. That's hard, but Eliminating things is also important and can be very useful as well. I've felt that as well, even within the legal field of what I don't necessarily see myself doing 5, 10, 15 years from now. And that's as informative as knowing I like this one specific thing. So, you know, last time we were recording, Ryan, it was about a year ago. And it's been a while, I know. But if you could go back and talk to yourself the last time we recorded a year ago, what advice would you give about how to approach this this upcoming year better? Um, what advice would I give myself? Let's see. Um, honestly, this is going to sound kind of depressing, but I think 
one thing I would say is that, look, lots of this coming up is kind of going to suck. Lots of it is going to be sad. You're going to be lonely. You're going to wonder if you're, you know, capable of doing this. Um, you're going to, it's going to be overwhelming. You're going to have so much to figure out. You're going to feel like you never have the time to figure it all out. Um, but I mean, part of my advice in that would be to know that it's not your fault um, and that you will be okay. Things will work themselves out. Time has a funny thing that it does where generally it's you have more of it than you think um, and even if you're doing kind of the same things every week relationships develop skills develop um, you won't necessarily succeed immediately because this is a long-term thing and we're still you know only at the start of it um, but it, it gets it tends to get better and so when you're at the beginning of it you're usually at least at one of the you know worst periods um, but if you're at the bottom, nowhere to go but up. Very, very insightful. Um, that is one thing people need to, um, in my opinion, understand, especially if you've had a great college experience, which I, I said I definitely did, and I'm sure you did too, Ryan. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I was like coming off of a high from that, obviously, in my life and expected things to maybe get to the same place pretty quickly, but that was a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, college is such a unique experience, and I'm I'm very lucky and happy that I had a very great one. And that's high expectations to put on the next experience you have, whether you're entering the workforce like Ryan did or going on to a different school like I did. So uh, in terms of what advice I have for me entering law school about a year ago, I think the thing I would tell myself is hit the ground running. Like, be a beast from the beginning i mean it's it's an adjustment and there should be an adjustment period and law schools are cognizant of that but i would want to tell myself to like accelerate out of that turn so to speak in terms of like okay you've kind of hit been hit by like this new experience what can i do to be better every single day within this new environment i'm in um, and I, I do want to like clarify, cause I think a lot of what I just said can come off as like very depressing and negative. Um, and I think like to some extent it is, uh, but I think it's helpful for people to hear, like if they're, you know, year after college, like if they're in the middle of it and it's not going well, um, I think it can be helpful to hear that like that's sort of normal and that's okay. Um, and it doesn't, it shouldn't be like a sign that your future isn't going to be good. Um, it's really just a sign that like your present isn't good and that never feels good to be in, but you're going to be okay. Um, and I think part of it is that we're in a place and like in sort of a timeline now where things do have a longer timeline and they take longer to kind of pay off. Um, and we are, you know, only at the beginning of that again, like I said, um, but the really rewarding part of that is you can take things from, you know, really not developed, really like not in a good place, like your social life or your career or whatever. Um, and that's okay because they're just going to be starting out and you can really grow them and develop them into something good. Um, and so those things that take a long time can be really worth it when they do pay off. And so that's sort of the positive side of what I was saying. Um, but I didn't really get it across very well. No, no, you, you did, you did a good job. I mean, you're, you're being real with yourself and you know, I was trying to be real with myself too. So don't, 
think you're coming off as too negative. And I like what you said there. Someone who it w- is in our shoes um, would like to hear that it's okay to struggle a little bit after you graduate. Um, okay, so we've done a good bit of retrospection and introspection. Let's talk about what's happening next, kind of in our immediate future. For me, I will be heading back to Nashville soon, and then classes start in a couple weeks. So I'm actually excited to go back. I'm taking some classes that interest me, and I really want to do what you were talking about, Ryan, uh, take my advice and kind of improve uh, how I've you know been doing this law school process. Um, so I'm really excited to to go back and start showing to myself that I can do it better. That's like a really good feeling is to, you know, be in that position where you're sort of at the starting line and you're like, I'm ready for this. I've like, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to execute on. Let's go. I'm ready. Like, give it to me. That's such a good feeling. I'm like, so glad you're in that mental space. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it is a good feeling. I mean, I'm really, you know, happy to go back to that environment to be back in Nashville again, to see friends again, of course, uh, that all helps. But I know I got a, a mission to fulfill this upcoming this upcoming um, year of, of school. Man on a mission. He's yeah. coming for you. Yeah. He's coming for you, yeah. the law. I don't know what you'd be coming for. but <laughs> No, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, academics aside, I have some very meaningful and um, enjoyable extracurriculars as well. Uh, so I'm excited to engage in those as well. Tell us what you're doing and tell us the interesting classes you're taking. Sure. Um, I'm take so in terms of uh, classes, I'm taking a sports law class, which I'm really excited about. Um, also, be taking accounting, which is kind of like a re- uh, class that is required for the law and business certificate. Um, and then I'm taking two other classes that are classes that you know law students should be taking: evidence and constitutional law. Um, that's my schedule as of now. Of course, things might change. Um, in terms of extracurriculars, I'm excited to be on a journal next year. Um, that's a really, really, really important space to learn skills important to be a lawyer. And I'm really happy I get a chance to to be on one and contribute to the publication in whatever way will be asked of me. In terms of other extracurricular activities, uh, I'm part of other groups that interest me, either an academic interest or might be a cultural um, group. I'm excited to be part of a new group uh, called Court Jesters, which is a comedy group on campus. It just started at the end of last year. No way, you didn't tell me about this. You're gonna be part of a comedy group? Yeah, no, no, it was one of uh, one of my um, classmates. He had, you know, he saw a need. We didn't have one of these last, at, at, well, we didn't have one of these while we were at school last year. Um, and he started it at the end of the year, right when kind of clubs and organizations were being registered. And I joined, and then I, you know, ran for a uh, executive position. I submitted my application, and you know, I got picked to be treasurer. So I'm excited to not only be part of it, but be part of the leadership for it and help kind of set the tone for it. Be part of the beginning. Um, we're planning some really cool things. Um, 
and it should be fun. Comedy is like something I enjoy listening to and watching. You know, I love comedy shows. I like stand up. I like listening to albums and watching stand up specials, stuff like that. So it'll be cool to kind of do our version of that and maybe um, get involved with it however I can. That's awesome. I thought when I heard comedy group, I was just like, what do they do? Like run around campus and do rogue comedy? No, but you guys are like inviting speakers or like stand up comedians to campus? No, we were. Our, our plan as of now is to do a stand up show. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. To do a stand up show. Are you going to participate? Partake? I think this is my the best opportunity for me to try. I think uh, I, think That's I might. That's awesome. I'm, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not, Please tape it. <laughs> I'm not signed up to do it or anything like that. And I, obviously, I still have to write material if I do it. So, no guarantees on if it happens. But. You should uh, you should fly in our friend Max Handler, who has done stand up comedy in St. Louis. You know when when he showed us that clip, former guest, former guest, yeah. Uh, which episode was he on? Um, politics, it's titled Politics. Yeah, Politics. That's right. Um, yeah, honestly, when he did stand up, when you guys showed me a video of him doing it, that's the first time I ever thought like, hey, I could do this. Like, why can't? Why haven't I ever thought about doing this? So I start. That's kind of one of the reasons I kind of got more into like listening to comedy albums and watching stand-up specials and and yeah hey no guarantees on if it happens but if it does i'll let you know and maybe we can talk about it on a future episode dude that's awesome um i'm excited to like see you get more and more public speaking experience because i think you're not necessarily the stereotypical personality that people would think is a public speaker but i think you i can like picture you and i think you're going to be really good at it um and you kind of already are you've got a good amount of experience already with like um, the wedding stuff. I don't know if you want to talk about that or like give, you know, a little preview, but sure. Uh, well, I will say I'll, I'll throw it back even further back than the, than the wedding. I was lucky that my elementary school gave me a lot of opportunities to practice public speaking. We just had a lot of, uh, assembly type things. It was a religious school. So we had, you know, chapel and things of that nature. So they got the students involved in that, even if it was like I don't know, reading a Bible verse or something like that. It got you in front of the microphone and, and that helped. And obviously I was nervous doing it when I was young, but every time I was able to do it. And I got a little bit more experience in college as well, speaking in front of a group of people. It wasn't necessarily a huge group, but it was people I didn't know and I had to get up and give an announcement in front of people and that helped as well. But the probably the biggest crowd I've done and the most I've spoken in front of a crowd was just a couple weeks ago at my sister's wedding. For the reception, I was the MC, and uh, that entailed a a lot of speaking. Um, thankfully, I had my cards in front of me, so I didn't have to memorize everything. There's no way I could have memorized it all, because what I had to do was I had to introduce a lot of people, introduce kind of like the family and the friends to come out and you know get applause by all the people there in the crowd. I had to introduce speakers, dances. Um, videos kind of transition between all of those things all of the parts of the program so it was not only just public speaking but also being engaging and like being funny and being excited and kind of like um, not just being monotone about it and it was it was a great experience I'm really happy that I had the chance to do it because it just it something really interesting happened before I didn't feel as nervous as I thought I would it, it, it was more of a feeling of I'm excited to do this. I'm looking forward to doing this and I hope I can do it well. And obviously there were moments where it hit me like, wow, I'm going to do this. But, and you know, I'd be a little bit nervous in those moments. But 
you know, I would also have the that other feeling that this is going to be great if I can do it well. Like this is like one of my only chances to ever do something like this. I want to I want to knock it out of the park. I really want to do well with it. So that was a really great experience I had. And honestly, because of that experience, that makes me think that hey, if I do be you know if I do perform in the standup special, I can do it because I've done something similar to that before. So that was one of the highlights of this summer for sure. Oh yeah. I've got full confidence in you. That's awesome though. Like that feeling again, it's kind of like I was describing earlier of I'm excited to do this. I know what I want to do. I hope I'm going to do well. I don't know, but I hope. And it's just sort of that good feeling of like, let's go, like, let's do this, bring it on. That's a great feeling. Um, it's something I used to get before magic tournaments. Um, when you, you know, get psyched up and kind of in the mood, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it is a great feeling that that's for sure. And, um, yeah, thankfully, you know, a lot of preparation went into it. So I was able to, to rely on that. Yeah. That's what happens when you do the prep is that you feel prepared and that gives you the confidence. Um, I think some people, if you, you know, they're professional, they've been doing this for years and years, they don't need to feel as prepared to have that confidence, but a real, you know, not really a hack because it's sort of just the hard work way to do things is, to do that preparation so that you do feel game and ready to go when the time comes in whatever it is, if it's a standardized test, if it's public speaking, you know, anything like that. For sure. For sure. Okay. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, what's happening in my immediate future. Uh, what, what are you going to be up to in the next months or within the next year, Ryan? Could anyone tell I was just continuing to ask questions and give kind of extend the conversation because I didn't really want to talk about this. Um, yeah. So in terms of my immediate future, question mark, question mark, question mark. So essentially what it comes down to is I'm planning on leaving my company in the next few months. Um, I think like after I've been there a year is sort of the time where I, you know, took a little bit of reflection and was like, yeah, I have enjoyed my time here. I've learned a ton but this is not what I want to be doing long-term. Um, I haven't really told many people at work yet, but this is just sort of like what the plan is. I don't know exactly when I'm going to be leaving. It's just going to be, you know, in the, in the next few months. Um, and I want it to be at least a year that I've been there. Um, just to sort of like finish it out, finish out what I started. Um, and obviously there's no perfect time to leave. It's not like everything wraps up nice and neatly in a bow, but this was the time that I felt like was sort of a good narrative or whatever you want to call it. Um, just a good stopping point. Um, so then, what am I doing afterwards? Uh, that's where the question marks come in. Um, I have a lot of options for what I'm going to do next, theoretically. Infinite options. I'm just in the world and I could do whatever. Um, and I haven't really narrowed it down to like an actionable plan, but I have some ideas. So I'm thinking about moving cities, potentially, um, being closer to some people from college either like new york or dc or chicago or basically like the places i'm considering um really like if i found a really nice job or like a job i was excited about in any of those cities i would definitely move there um but i would say like new york is probably the most likely one right now um staying in boston is also definitely an option it really just comes down to like what's the first thing i find that i'm really excited about and the types of jobs i'm looking at are the types of living situations or like ways I'm going to support myself are also a little bit 
vague and there's a lot of options that I'm kind of mulling over right now. Um, so I'm thinking about probably I don't want to be in a full-time position right after I leave my current one. Um, I want to give myself a little bit of time only working part-time to sort of, you know, figure things out and just live in the world and be able to give myself a little bit of time to think, it feels like. Um, yeah, the I'll just say, like, really quickly, the, the 9 to 5 was a huge adjustment for me. And it's a little bit scary because I don't know if that's really what I want to ultimately have my life be, just that kind of schedule. I don't know, right? Like, this is just my first job, and if I find something that I'm a lot more passionate about, maybe I'll be fine with that kind of working schedule, but I, I have my doubts right now, and I think that's the thing that I have to really consider, is like, is this the right sort of lifestyle for me? To be clear, I think, like, I eventually am going to want to find a full-time job again. It's just more of a question of, like, giving myself a little bit of time right after I leave to sort of figure things out. So what I'm thinking for in the meantime... Uh, you know, maybe in the next few months, like sort of November, December, like going into the spring is, um, I think I want to try tutoring, um, tutoring, like standardized test tutoring or subject tutoring, something like that. Um, that's sort of like my plan a, I guess. Um, also maybe thinking about going and like finding some sort of part-time position in a classroom as like an assistant teacher or substitute teacher or something like that. Um, or at like a daycare. Basically, I think the drive right now and the thing that's like plan A or concept A for me is I think I might want to explore teaching. That's sort of the direction I want to be going in. I don't know if I'll like it. I don't know if I like being in a classroom. I know it's a very high stress lifestyle and a high stress job, um, but I really miss working with kids. Um, I was working with kids last summer when I was a counselor at a summer camp, um, and I volunteered a few hours a week at a preschool senior year um, at WashU, and I really, really enjoyed that. And just right now in my job, it's just felt like what's missing a little bit is working with kids and doing that sort of teaching and like explaining things and um, yeah, sort of like bringing people along and like being helpful to people, I guess that's sort of felt like what's missing right now in my job. Um, so that's like a concept that I want to explore. A concept doesn't really pay the bills, um, but that's sort of what I'm thinking right now. Some other options, I'm also definitely just looking at some similar analyst jobs at kind of startups and uh, smaller companies, because I, I don't think I want to work at another really big company, at least right away. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at those kinds of jobs because I'm good at them and, uh, you know, I... I know how to do them, and I think like just because I have experience at maybe one or two places doesn't mean that the next place will be the same. And I think, you know, if, if I find a place where I really like their mission, and I, I, you know, like the people I'm working with, which I do now, to be clear. But uh, yeah, I think that could also be a good situation. And then I've also considered doing some um, coding boot camps. I think that'll probably be further down the line, maybe in a year or so. But I think I also could potentially like being a programmer. Um, so looking at kind of how to maybe get into that and figure out that lifestyle or like how to get the right experience to get an entry level job there, which was the plan coming out of college as people know if they remember, but didn't really pan out. And yeah, my year has gone in sort of a different direction, but a good one where I've learned a lot nonetheless. So 
It's a lot of thoughts swirling around in my brain. Don't really know what I'm going to be doing. Don't even really know the area of like the field I'm going to be in necessarily, or even if I'm going to have a full-time job. Don't know what city I'm going to be in. It's all really up in the air, but I have some ideas. So that's where I'm at. I really hope no one at Wayfair listens to this podcast because I guess this will be your way of telling them that you're leaving if you haven't already. That would be weird or awkward. I don't know if you've told anyone there yet. Yeah, I, I don't expect anyone to listen to it, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be just kind of talking about that. Um, but, I mean, to be clear, like, I've really enjoyed, you know, parts of my time there. And I really like everyone I work with. Um, it's nothing about them. It's really nothing about the company. It's more about me and what I want to be doing with my life. Um, and I think this was like a necessary year and a part of my life to happen. Um but yeah, it's not what I see myself doing long term. So um, it would be kind of awkward if someone listened to this. Um, I think I've told a few people that I like had a podcast in college, but I really doubt that anyone's going to find this. And I'm planning on, you know, telling people in a month or two anyway. No, no. Yeah, I was just messing with you. Um, but one thing I do admire about all that is like the clarity to make that d- determination and the courage to make that decision. I mean, a lot of people, you know, maybe even me, I would have been like, hey, First year wasn't great, but it's, you know, a steady income and maybe the next year will be better or something like that. You know, like we would have been a little too complacent, but I do admire that you sniffed it out quickly that this isn't for you and you're brave enough to make a step into the unknown, you know, a different city, potentially different career, uh, potentially different position, I should say. Um, so no, I really do admire that and I'm happy that you're, you're making that choice and that decision very early yeah and i think like to be clear it's a really hard decision to make and for the first few months i was definitely convinced that like oh i need to stay here for two or three years just to know what's you know like whether it's right for me it is very true and like i certainly fully expect that like if i stayed at wayfair another year that year would be better than this one and that I would, you know, continue developing relationships and becoming better at my job. Um, you know, especially in like the first six months, I was not very good at my job, which is how it's supposed to work. You're, you know, just starting out. But yeah, like to be clear, the longer you stay at a place, the better, you know, it gets. And I think like that's a really important thing to keep in mind. But I don't think you should let that stop you from making what you know intuitively is the right decision for yourself. Um, And that decision can be really hard because it kind of goes against everything we've been taught. Or at least, you know, a lot of the stuff we think like, oh, you got to just make it work. Um, This is a really good first job out of college. You just got to be conservative Um, and, you know, you're you're making good money. So, like, don't really mess with that. Don't take risks. Yeah, I, I was thinking all of that and I was thinking, look, you don't really know like other places could be worse, all that stuff. And that's all true. Wafer is a really good company, but at some point at the end of the day, you do know what's right for you. And if you're questioning things so much, um, and if you're really, really wondering, like, is this the place I'm supposed to be? If that concept of like being there for, you know, three, five years, whatever is really scary, you know that it's not the right place. And it took me a while to make that decision. But once I had made it, things became a lot clearer and even though the future is scary and not knowing what's going to happen in it is scary i'm very confident that i'm making the right decision okay yeah 
No, I, I, I hear it in your voice, your, your conviction. And I know that one thing I know about Ryan is whenever he makes a decision, especially about himself, about how he's feeling, about what he wants to do, I know it's the right decision. I know he's thought about it a lot. And I, and I, and I know he trusts his gut and his gut has always led him in the right place. So speaking of the future, I mean, what do you want out of the future? What, where do you see yourself a couple of years from now? What would you like? I mean, you don't even have to say like what you're doing or where you'll be, but what kind of internal like things would you like to accomplish in terms of y- your life? Yeah, um, man, it's hard to think about the future like years from now and I don't even really know like three months from now what the, my future is going to be. Um, but I think like one thing I would say um, is that I'm a lot less focused on my romantic life don't get me wrong i i still want to get married and have kids eventually and that's something that like is still really important to me but i think probably because i'm so focused on the career stuff right now and figuring that out i think because sort of like a bigger problem came into my life um and that's something i'm like you know really concerned with that's what i'm focused on and i don't i don't think that's bad i think that's actually really good is that this is almost the first time in my life where i felt super comfortable being single, just sort of being where I'm at and like knowing what's important for me to figure out and knowing that that's not it right now and being comfortable like in my own skin and with how I'm living in the world. That's been a really big change for me. So I would say like that's definitely something I want for my future, but really the the thing that I want right now in my future in the next few years is to A, figure out at least a better idea of like what I want to do in the world and what I enjoy doing and kind of what kind of lifestyle is best for me. Not that there has to be one kind, but what works for me and like how I can make the world better while also being happy. And then also I think just developing some of the relationships I have, not from college, but from after college, um, developing those more because I think giving things time is really important. I mean, I wasn't like I obviously was really good friends with you guys a year in like you know end of freshman year but our relationships were nowhere near as deep as they are now and these relationships are really special and so not everything is going to be like that not everything's going to be even as quick as that so just giving everything time to develop um, and keeping the people in my life that uh, you know have been really good to me after college I think is you know a big priority for me as well. How about you? Where do you see yourself in the future? What do you want from your future? I think in a in a very abstract sense, one thing I want to see out of my future self is that I focus more on what I what I can control and and do my best with that instead of focusing on the result. Just kind of do the best with what I have my hands on, what I can do and let the rest happen and and not worry about what happens at, at the end of it just make sure I'm doing the right thing along the way adopting that mindset will be key um, not just you know years from now but as soon as my second year of, of school this upcoming academic year I, I, that's something I really have been thinking a lot about and want to to see out of myself in the future so yeah that's kind of where my my head is now in terms of what I what I want to see out of you know myself a couple years from now that's really awesome. Yeah, uh, that's funnily enough, almost the direct quote from uh, 
what many consider to be the greatest magic player of all time, John Finkel. Um, it's called a Finkelism. His quote is, focus on what you can control, focus on what matters. Um, and I just think that's a really like important thing to remind yourself of in a lot of situations is that is the right way to approach life. Focusing on things you can't control, well, there's no point in it right there's like literally nothing you can do about it now they might affect your life and so you can maybe plan for like how they're going to affect your life but really at the end of the day figuring out what you can control and only trying to work on that is the most important thing yeah no that's that's awesome man i like really respect that mindset and that attitude no thank you yeah um it's something that's gonna be important to me so i'm really happy to to have recognized that and I'm ready to put it into action. So on that note, I think it's about time for us to wrap up this updates episode. Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, the only reason you're listening to us right now is because you remain subscribed over the months and months we've been gone. So thank you for staying loyal and faithful to us. Yeah. Um, and I think we should probably like let people know where we want to, you know, take this project just so that, they know like whether they want to stay subscribed um just to kind of give a little bit more clarity as to like what's going to be happening um with this podcast feed so first off um we're putting all of our old episodes back up basically what happened is that our the soundcloud subscription for our account just ran out so we, we had only done it for a year um so the old episodes just got taken off of itunes and then we haven't had the time to like go in and you know renew it and put them back up but we're doing that now we want them to be up I think probably like it could have given the impression that oh this was just sort of a temporary project we did and like we're you know done with it and we're never going to do it again that's true for the time being but i do want to say that like i really cared about this this is something that's really important to me pause the process was an awesome thing that i think we made to be clear like it wasn't that good in terms of podcasts like i think we had our moments but um, I don't want to, you know, have any delusions about like, oh, I made a really great podcast, but this was something, you know, that I, and is, I would say, like, I'll use the present tense. It is something that I really care about. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something I want to be better at. And I think it's something that does make me better as a person. So I will say that like, in the abstract future, we definitely intend to continue this project at some point. And maybe we'll, you know, do these like perpetual update episodes until that happens. And maybe that'll be all that, you know, we're putting up for a certain amount of time. But personally speaking, I definitely want to have this be a project that continues at some point. That's that's where I'm at. Where are you at, Shiv? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm in a very similar position. Like, honestly, listener, as you can tell from this episode, we're still very much in flux. Ryan could be on the move, who knows where, and doing who knows what. And I still have some very important years of school in front of me. But rest assured that, we'll be checking in with each other and saying, Hey, wh what do you, what do you think about the project? What do you think about the show? Like where are we at with that right now? And honestly, I, I wish we could tell you when we can talk to you again, when we'll be putting out another episode, but we just don't know right now. And that's okay for the time being, because it was a great experience. It's something that I enjoyed doing and I enjoyed doing with this particular person, Ryan, for sure. And I will enjoy doing it whenever the time comes to, to do it again. And you know, when we do do it, we want to make sure we do it right in terms of having the best format, having the best um, timeline and, and commitment to it. So that's where I'm at personally. So thanks again for listening to this episode and remaining subscribed. And until next time, 
whatever that is. Until next time, let's hit resume. <laughs>